Let's check up. Let's check up. Pull up a chair for the midweek checkup now. Welcome, friends. My name is Lindsay Blair, and I'm joined by Bobby Gillis for your midweek checkup. This past Sunday, Pastor Jonah taught from Matthew 26, verses 30 through 46. He said that despite our betrayals and denials, Christ still looks to you and me and says us. We are still his. He still holds us and all will be well. One thing that stood out to me was the immense heaviness of the text. That night in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus experienced betrayal from the people that he was closest to. He also experienced great anguish and says that his soul was crushed with grief to the point of death. Jesus knows that it is hard to be human, and he experienced that hard. He is a Savior who is able to empathize with us, and that brings me a lot of comfort. Bobby, what stood out to you? Jonah said that the judgment of God is so often God simply giving people what they wish for. And there's an old saying, it reminded me, that that says, heaven is for people who pray, have thine own way, Lord. And hell is filled with people who finally, ultimately heard God say, fine, have it your way. And Jonah reads Paul's words in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 9 that describe eternal destruction as being forever separated from the Lord. Um, that was really powerful. But for anyone who missed the sermon or needs help remembering, let's do a quick recap. At the Last Supper, Jesus predicts that Peter will deny knowing Jesus. Peter says he will never do this, and all the disciples make the same vow. Then Jesus takes them to an olive grove known as the Garden of Gethsemane. He asks them to keep watch while he prays, and he says that his soul is so heavy with grief that he could die. He even prays to the Father, let this cup be taken away from me. The cup is a metaphor that Israel's prophets often use to describe the wrath of God. It's filled with God's judgment to be poured out on human sin. We know from the book of Acts and from history that many Christians died valiantly, as if to say, bring it on when they were tortured for their faith. So why is Jesus sweating drops of blood? Because this was about more than physical death. No one in all of history experienced the full wrath of God. Jesus took it from us, although we're the ones who deserve it. In the garden, Jesus has the experience of his father turning away from him. This is greater pain than what humans or demons could do to him. This is what hell is all about, separation from God. And in this most horrific hour, Jesus finds his disciples asleep. Even after he wakes them and says, couldn't you watch with me for even one hour? They fall asleep again, and yet he doesn't abandon them. He drinks the cup of God's wrath by pressing on toward the cross. As dark as this night is, there are two words of hope for us in this passage. The first is that Jesus chose his disciples. He was not surprised by their failure, and he's not surprised by ours. He knows our weakness and our sin, but he still chose us. So in Matthew 26, verse 45, when he says, up, let's be going. We have to remember that let's is a contraction of let us. He's still including them. And this is our second word of hope. We are still his. He still holds us. So the cup of wrath becomes for us a cup of life. It's a symbol of grace, mercy, and love from our Savior to us. In all our frailty 
and fickleness. And that's a wrap. So what do we have for next week? Nearly every aspect between Jesus' arrest and death presents the sinfulness of the human race. We are faced over and over again with our lack of dependability. How can this be good news, and how do we deal with our own feelings of not measuring up? Join us either online or in person next Sunday as we look for hope and joy together. <laughs>